0: Welcome to Board Gamers Anonymous, a podcast about gamers and the insane fun we have at the table together. This is Anthony. This is Dan. This is Chris. This is Kim. And our special guest... George. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, George.
1: He's not so much a special guest as he is our captive.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And for just 20 geek gold, we'll let him go for free.
0: George is our good friend from Myriad. He actually put in the highest bid at the uh, charity auction to be our first guest. This is our first guest in episode 16. So,
1: Now, anyone that's wondering how much that amount was, that's not what is important. Yeah. What's important is that he won it. It's charity. Yeah.
0: All right. So, welcome back. to uh, This is episode 16. Today, we're going to talk about Bootleggers, the game Dan has been pining for for, I don't know, four or five... Episode one, maybe? Beginning. Yeah. That might have been the first episode that was on acquisition disorders. So, we finally got it in. We've played it. It's on the review list today. We're going to talk about it. And finally... Finally, Dan can have the game he's dreamed about for
2: all this time.
1: And, uh, I mean, it's kind like a little bit of a spoiler from when we do our review, but I haven't been this happy about a game in so long. Like, I'm smiling just thinking about this game. It's so good.
0: <laughs> it was a pretty awesome game. It is so good. Yeah. There a couple times I had to bow out, and I was very unhappy. Uh,
2: Shh. It save struts. it for the review. <laughs> we want people to listen to the review. Because it's a little tease. Keep listening. No, no, no. George is here. No, he here. That's why we have George. <laughs> they, they gotta listen to the whole podcast. You never know; there could be a twist. It could. Yeah. Turns out Dan never liked the game at all. It didn't exist.
1: Or that I was dead the whole time. You were yeah, dead the whole time.
2: <laughs> I think the game never existed. Spoilers? It was all in your memory.
1: <laughs> it was actually Crossmaster Arena. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: it was a dream this whole time.
0: All right. So last week we released our 2013 holiday shopping guide, and uh, it is up. Is available to download i actually put up a really cool thing on the website too so you can see all of the games put up pictures so you know what the boxes look like short description links for amazon miniature market cool stuff board game geek any link for if we talked about it on our podcast because that's the most important link of course um if you are interested in any of those games check it out there if you haven't listened to the podcast yet that's the last episode that's number 15 that is on Facebook, Twitter, websites, it's everywhere.
2: It's definitely something you want to check out if you want to pick out the perfect gift for the gamer in your life and help Santa out a little bit. Trying to pick which game might be best for them, um, unless it's this group because since we all buy games, it's always kind of hard to figure out what's available at this time. But you know, Santa's always keeping his eyes open. It's,
0: you know, we have an embargo. <laughs>
2: There's a there's a whole thing, no more games up until a certain yeah. time. I gotta
0: make sure my wife didn't buy me any games. She said she wouldn't, but I don't know. So yeah.
1: I'll concern with her later, see if, uh. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that could be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Santa gets confused very easily. He's an older gentleman. Yeah. And sometimes these yeah. things kinda get lost a little bit.
3: Oh, that's cute. do you know why you're cute?
2: Why am I cute? Do
3: you believe in Santa?
2: If you don't believe you don't receive, duh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. That was awesome. I've
1: never heard that before in my life.
0: <laughs> it
2: works. But it's perfect. Yeah. Getting double gifts this year. <laughs> I believe the most. <laughs> you heard that, Santa. Gifts, Kim, not so much. She's not a believer. She's not a believer.
3: And yet I still get gifts? <gasps> oh,
2: Ooh.
3: Good
2: point. You get cold gifts.
4: But just think if you believe, you get more.
3: Like from the... Department
2: store. I do like saucers yeah. from Parade. You get oh, a, you that's get a worse box than cold saucers. saucers?
1: <laughs> that coaster is saucers. That's, that's what they are. That's what not, they give the in for tea <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Yeah. So that's our holiday guide. Yay! Spanish cheat sheet. I think there's over 50 games on there too. So literally anybody you could think of in your life who could possibly want a board game, there's something on that list that would make them happy.
2: And yeah. And we want to highly recommend this list, especially if you have people in your life that are not gamers and you try to explain, well, I'm looking for a Euro, but something that's not, you know, victory point salad, but, you know, has a medium weight to it. Like, you're, you're already confusing them. Just tell them to go listen to episode 15 and they'll kind of get the information that they need.
1: And one thing is, uh, Bootleggers is added to every game category list, <laughs> even family and children.
0: And that is the review. <laughs> Keep it short. So, <laughs> yeah, you check that out, definitely.
2: Also in the news, Board Game Geek is having their annual fundraising event. Now, if you've never been to Board Game Geek before, it's the database for all board games, and they actually have an affiliate link for video games. It's basically a database system where everyone, as part of the geek, as they call it, uploads pictures, videos, reviews, information, about different board games, aspects about it, strategy guides, variants, news, updates. So anything you could possibly ever want to know about board games is listed on Board Game Geek. You may not even realize that Anytime you're searching for a board game, I bet you that at least either the first or second result is going to be a Board Game Geek result. And it just has an enormous amount of information and a great community. You can kind of go on there post one of the forums, ask a question and I guarantee you within 24 hours you'll have two or three people answering that question I know for us, when we play a lot of games and there's a rules question, it's always the first place to go to because, I'm going to be honest with you, 90% of the times board game designers and producers they don't really have a, an extensive FAQ on their own website, so
0: Board Game Geek is really the, great, the best place to go to
1: That's where we found the, uh, the ruling for Masquerade those two cards that we didn't know what they did
0: yeah, and yeah, people work through the rules sometimes, too, if there's no official ruling. They tell you what makes the most sense.
1: Yeah, because they gave the, like, the, you know, we got those promo cards, and then there was no insert as to what those promo cards No did. idea what this
0: does, <laughs> yeah, because it's all iconography. So, They're like, thanks, guys.
3: <laughs> and even when we tried the Lord of the Rings dice game, when we read the rules, when we bought the original yeah. box, it was a mess. But on BoardGameGeek, <laughs> they had a revised edition that explained it better. didn't make the game better. It explained the rules better. Yeah,
1: it wasn't a mess. It just wasn't fun. <laughs> but at least it was an organized, no fun game. That was yeah, a glowing endorsement. Yeah,
2: no, It's <laughs> been three hours not enjoying it. And we're going to do a, a lengthy review in the future to help you navigate Board Game Geek because it is a very large kind of old-fashioned database system. So when you first load it up, you're going to think that you were transported to 1995. It's got that really basic kind of message board kind of set up there, but a lot of information, good good contacts with people, and they're, like I said earlier, they're running a fundraiser to support the site, and if you donate money, if you donate at least $15, you'll get $15 in Geek Gold sent back to you. Now, with Geek Gold, um, you can do a lot of different things. So you can put up little what they call micro badges, which are little pictures by your name so it kind of represents what games you like what designers you like or just what hobbies and interests you might have you could put up avatars pictures of yourself you can donate geek gold to other contributors so sometimes there may be a contributor out there who uploaded files or pictures or things that really were helpful to you you can actually donate geek gold to them as a thank you for what for all their work so it's a really it's a community resource. You can't buy Geek Gold straight out from the site. You can kind of go to the auctions and pick up the Geek Gold or you can put some pictures and videos and get donated Geek Gold yourself. The best part of this is not only is it the $15 the minimum but for $25 you'll actually get an ad blocker so you won't see any ads on BoardGameGeek. In addition to that you'll also be able to get the bonus Geek Gold that comes once the campaign comes to an end. So right now, they're at um, thirty geek gold additional to whatever you donate. So if you donate at least fifteen, you'll get the the additional bonus at the end. And this could go up to you know eighty geek gold or even more than that. So it's really a good resource. If you're a gamer, you should be on board Game Geek. You should be supporting this community because you get so much back out of it.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. It's the first link I put for every game in our holiday guide because it's the one that makes it's most useful link.
2: And we also have a guild there, so check us out there, join the guild, and start start a discussion.
0: Yeah, and that guild is not underutilized at all. We (laughs) are on there every day.
2: It's a great resource. You should definitely check it out.
0: Definitely. All right, so that's all the news for this week. Next up, all the stuff on our want list. Acquisition Disorder Corner.
1: All right, so uh, one thing I got my eyes on is still waiting for Suburban Inc.* to come out. I think the apocalypse is going to happen before that thing ever What is that solved. coming in? It is ridiculous, man. It should have came out like 8 years ago. We're still waiting on this stupid expansion forever. I just want to have it.
2: It's not in the box. It's not a big set. It's not a standalone game. It's literally just a couple of pieces. We're
1: never going to see this. Anymore. Why haven't never we... It's never coming out.
3: <laughs> it's like a video game, When they say boat they're going to release it this year. It's
1: in a boat somewhere, We're floating gonna... in the Atlantic. We're going to see Half-Life 3 before we see <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> that, that expansion. Are so, you, Are you trying to say
2: the expansion's a lie?
1: It's never going to happen. So in the meanwhile, I've been checking out that game, The Capitals, that just recently got released. And of course, blew out on every site, so I couldn't even order myself a copy, but I'm still going to keep my eyes peeled. It's another city builder, it looks like it has a lot of variants, a lot of options. One thing that sounds interesting is like um, you're going throughout er- like eras of time, so it's going to give like a little more of a flow. Much like how Suburbia has the A, B, and C, this will actually be like a time progression. So I like that it might be a little more thematic and everything else. And plus, I love Suburbia, but I, if I can't get that expansion, I want to at least try another city builder, so when that expansion does come in, everything has a fresh paint on it again. And one the game that I've been tempted to check out is Apocalypse, with a Z. It's a deck builder that's a zombie base where you're basically, it's almost like a little bit Walking Dead, where you're scavenging for supplies, you're trying to scout out areas, but the cards are a dual resource, so they can help you out, or they can be attack cards. We actually got to meet with the game creator, he came by Myriad a few times to play test it, it just hit the shelves recently. Um, the MSRP is at 50 bucks. seems like a little something different. I like that it's a deck builder where you actually get to attack, even though there's some constituents I feel that that is not the way to go. <laughs> but, I don't know, I mean, it was pretty interesting. There was a couple of talks of improvements when he was playtesting it. I'm curious what, like, which ones actually made it to the final product. Mm-hmm.
2: So an apocalypse with zombies.
1: I know, it's an unheard of scenario. Yeah. I mean, I'm just hoping that there's some guy like Gick Rhymes or something in that game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just to warn you guys, that game... Involves a lot of math.
0: You're being chased down by zombies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> My That's right.
0: I did get pretty excited with that Hero Quest Kickstarter, and then, of course, like I didn't back it because I was nervous, rightfully so, apparently. And it got shut down. It got shut down hard. They claim they had Hasbro's backing, but maybe they didn't have. There's another company, apparently. I don't know what was going on there, but.
1: I'm just wondering if there was some guy that was like, wait, that Hasbro? <laughs> <laughs> you mean not George Hasbro
2: of That's the some guy in Canada. She said, yeah.
0: Yeah, that looked pretty cool. I was like, oh, I mean, it's probably dated as heck. It's, it's like going back and watching old episodes of Thundercats. You're like, oh, this shows, whoa, 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 whoa. this Terrible. was good. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't put down Thundercats. Thundercats is awesome. Come on, man. But if you watch it today, Transformers. have you do- watched it recently? By the way, Transformers nope.
1: does hold up. Some G.I. Joe holds up. Thundercats.
0: Thundercats does not hold up. Oh, my God. You the got... new Thundercats was good. Yeah. 80s Thundercats does not hold up.
1: Why? Why not? It's just...
0: Yeah. <laughs> we should live play it. It's 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 entertaining. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, when uh, when you told me about the thing with HeroQuest, like, that's what actually got me into Descent. I, when I was a kid, I got HeroQuest. Those, like, 3D bookcases with the little skulls that were on the shelf and the fireplaces and the doors. That was awesome. And then... You know, couldn't find HeroQuest anywhere. I went on eBay. It was outrageous sums of money just to get anything of it. It's like half of a box and a part of the board, $100. So I picked up Descent, because Descent is kind of like an updated, you know, more modified version of HeroQuest with a few more options. But when I heard HeroQuest was on Kickstarter, I was like, this is the best thing in the world. And just as soon as you told me, it was shut down. That was yeah, heartbreaking.
0: But because of that, you've got me wanting to play Descent even more we've been talking about getting a descent campaign going or rune wars or something so yeah now no, that i've got that in my head i'm like okay now we have to do that because now i don't
1: have any other options I'm sorry, i want them to still make an rpg off that move mountain universe Oh,
0: that'd be so cool they're getting close they got probably have enough stuff written up for it by now
1: malifo actually is uh releasing an rpg based off of their game really so you never know man it could be around the corner
0: anybody else got anything uh catching their eye this week
4: i'm new to the game system, so. Uh... You know, there's a lot of games I want. Probably old games, but uh, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl has an expansion set with uh, undead, vampires, and something else. And liches or
1: something like that. Probably yeah, yeah, like sticking yeah. with the theme. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you you got to start on your acquisition disorder because you got like uh, five thousand points at a local mir Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you do. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, a- yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
4: It's
1: like buy anything, get four games free.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I know for me, I'm
2: still waiting for Coup to come in. Now, I Kickstarted this about, I don't know, 30 years ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're starting to feel like Kickstarter's yeah. thing, right? Where it's like, everyone you know has the game, you're like, no, but where's mine? Because you're going to get a special card when you get yours. Yeah,
2: I think so. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the hard part about Kickstarter. Now, when you back a Kickstarter project, there's always that disclaimer that, A, it may not come out on time. B, it may not look like they say it's going to look, and... See if it does come out and it does look okay. It may take a lot longer. So if you do pick a, back a Kickstarter project, don't go in, you know, holding to any of their promises because usually those don't kind of follow through. Um, although Days of Wonder have come out pretty much on schedule with their little bonuses, but Yeah, Ku's supposed to be coming between you know three weeks ago and three weeks from now. Um, unfortunately, I think it's actually hit some of the stores.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw it in, uh, I was actually in Manhattan just a couple days ago, and they had, I don't know, probably 50 copies of the thing stacked against the wall. So it was it was one of those things where I was like, oh, should I take a picture or let me crescent? <laughs> and that's the sad part, too, because you really do want to back
2: these projects. And Ku was a really great project to back, a great community. Um, and it, I'm happy to go ahead and do that. But it does make you wonder because you do really want to play the game. And if anyone should get copies of the game first, it should be the people who are Kickstarting it.
1: And the, the thing is, like, I don't mind if you got to wait a little longer if they gave you some awesome Kickstarter exclusives like promo cards or alternate characters. Because at least anyone you know that's playing the game, when your copy comes in, you can be like, oh, well, that's cool. Oh, yeah, how do you like the Enchantress? Oh, that's right. You didn't Kickstarter. Bam! Check out this card. And you at least got a little something. You felt like you got a reward for the wait. But when yeah. you get the same game in your hands that your friend got a month ago, and now everyone at the game store doesn't really feel like playing it anymore, that's, oh man, that's like Plus a us keep Plus you paid for it like
0: six months early.
1: Yeah. See, like, me and George, we backed the Dragon Metal Coins. You never can see those in stores, so that's fine. Whenever they come in, they come yeah, in. Right, Couldn't right. less. <laughs> but the games, that's rough. Like, you know, it's, hey, you know, like, check it out. I got nothing to show for that time.
0: Great. Thank yeah. you. And you get it early, it feels cool too Like when I picked up Canterbury It's like two or three weeks before it hit the stores Amerigo, Amerigo, Amerigo too, in. it's still not out in the stores Yeah, So you feel special And people are like, I want that game you're like, gotta wait Yeah, because you create the hype in your local game
1: store yeah. you
2: know? yeah.
0: Which is a great marketing tool if they get it in your hands Which, it still
2: has not come yet That's rough Yeah, so that's pretty rough um, Another game that I'm really looking at Especially since it's um, football season Is First and Goal where you get to roll, pass, and kick your way to victory.
1: This game sounds terrible. Yeah. This game sounds awesome.
2: <laughs> this game
1: is also on my list.
2: <laughs> now, wonder which one's the football fan and which one's not. <laughs> that might apply to most sports. <laughs> Dan loves sports. He loves when they do that thing with the ball and go Go home team, team
1: print triumphant on the field of <laughs> <score> skirmish. <Rush. laughs> <laughs> score goal units, home team. <laughs>
2: Love your T-shirt. Win team win. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. Um, Really, a little interesting game. Not complex. You have your football field with your scoreboard. Um, The real interesting part of this game comes in in that each team has a unique set of dice. So um, you'll find that a let's say, and these teams are not. Let me say this: you know, they're not NFL teams. They're not college teams. These are generic kind of name teams. And they'll have different abilities. So one team will be high defense, one will be high offense or special teams. And they'll have dice that reflect that. So if your team has high defense, you'll have dice that'll actually have high defense numbers. So on the D6s, they'll have higher numbers... Then on a team that has low defense, then they'll have very low numbers on there. I was
1: going to say, is it like Courier-style dice, or is it just straight out like D6s, like the Bioshock game with modified numbers? Yeah,
2: exactly. Okay. It's just modified D6s. I think actually, from the looks of it, it looks like stickers, which I'm not thrilled about because it looks a little cheap in that in that respect.
1: Well, what's the price on the
2: game? Um, you can pick it up for about twenty bucks. All right, yes. You know, um that all basically is an online price. But what's really great is they actually have all the different divisions. So there's I think there's another four or six different packs that you can pick up that actually has different combinations for different teams. So if you like a high defense team or high offense team, you can actually pick up that pack and play with that team. So it does give you a little bit of that very light Summoner Wars kind of like this has an ability, this has a skill to it. So it might be fun on that, that side, but of course it's sold out.
4: Does, that, does it set up for a season, or is it like one-shot?
2: It's a one-shot game. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably somewhere on BoardGameGeek someone kind of came up with that, but that would be a great idea, playing a whole season if you get a bunch of people together. Yeah.
3: No, I probably would never play this game, uh-huh. but I would like to know if there's a position for a cheerleader. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you don't
0: say. Not on the board, God. but in the room, sure.
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, you guys are playing. I'll get it like Paula, someone else to go against the other team.
2: That would be cool to be cheerleaders, cheerleading dices. So like dice, so you could roll the roll the dice and see
1: if they inspired raise
2: the team. your morale. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> and we'll give the verbal
1: input. Plus, it never hurts any game sort to have sure, girls and cheerleader outfits. Walls. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah <laughs> now so... I
0: want the game more. <laughs>
2: So they have five different divisions, and in each division, you'll have four teams, and they'll have different variations on, on the skills and abilities. So if you're looking for a, a pretty decent football game, this is something to check out. And super, like superstar cards? Um, or is it all pre- like
4: like a, a great passer or a...
2: no? It's just team, just oh. team ability. So you're you're going to get the dice. The the dice really are the modifiers. It doesn't have like a special ability or certain particular
0: character cards, which would be a nice addition. Yeah, this I think I saw it at Myriad at one point. Did you really? And it, later on, I was like, oh, I really want to check that out. I think once the season started, sure. And then I haven't seen it since out of stock everywhere. Yeah.
1: I remember that, yeah I just saw the cover, I remember that game actually Yeah,
0: it was up on the top of the shelf for a while Next to Formula D It's really hard for them Because <laughs> those go together Yeah, uh, sports-ish, sports-ish. <laughs> <laughs> This stuff's on ESPN
1: You know, you mentioned Formula D I'm just thinking like with the, uh, the Xbox One If they made like a Forza version uh-huh. of Formula
4: D
0: I love Formula D But like with licensed cars and tracks uh-huh. That would be fantastic
4: Licensing agreements, yeah
0: I mean, it would be expensive, but it'd be
1: awesome. I have it come with, like, you know, a code for an extra download pack yeah. off of Xbox. So we have,
0: Coca-plays. like, microtransactions for every car. You have to spend an extra $5, and then we'll ship it to you. That would
1: be terrible, and I would give them all my money. Yeah, I you would. would. I want Microsoft to get into So this is a games.
0: WizKids game now. Right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I want Microsoft to start making board games so bad. I know.
0: That sounds awesome, actually. I
1: want to play Dead Rising 3, the board game. I know it's Zombicide or That's whatever. That's just Zombicide, it's the board game. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but I want it to be where it's like I tape two chainsaws to this rowing oar, and I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: The Xbox, Xbox One board gaming division. Hire me immediately. I'll make you money. All right. That's Dan's weekly million-dollar idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, do you have anything on your acquisition uh, list there, Kim?
3: Kim? Um, there is something I want to play. Um... Tomorrow, I'm actually going to go over the rules to how to play Puppet Wars. So we can Ooh. finally start that.
1: Yeah, no, we got that a while ago. We we're like, we got to get this, we got to get this. Spent like 104 hours you putting know, those things together. You know what it
3: was? It was putting the things together that kind of threw us off. Yeah, then and we're then like, we're I like, I want to
1: look at this again.
3: Because eh. I can out. still remember putting that tiny little badge on that sheriff guy.
1: The thing oh. that fell into your
0: pores. Yeah. Was stupid small. <laughs> no. <You> see, I, <laughs> see, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Like, it makes me want to play it more. Put it together and stuff. I don't feel like I got
1: fat hands until I'm trying to put together those miniatures that are only half an inch high after you build them.
3: See, I wouldn't mind... You got
1: those Sasquatch hands. You'll just crush them all when you're trying to play the game.
3: See, I don't mind painting them. It's just, like, glowing them together. Like, the small pieces, those were a pain. But I don't mind, like, a game like, uh, what was it, Super Dungeon Explorer... Yeah. Those ones, they used to come unpainted. I would have loved to get that game just to paint them. And
1: they're bigger. At least I putting those game, together... You can paint mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're
0: volunteering. Yeah.
1: Like I want to get an idea of the new Malifaux. Like how big those figures uh, are to know if it's just as brutal putting them together. Because you look at the size of like War Machine, Warhammer stuff. Like Those units aren't towering. Like the standard soldiers... Yeah. So, I'm curious about Malifaux, like what the size of those guys it's are. It's never
0: the parts, too, though. Like, if it's on the sprues, that's a lot of gluing. If it's just like three parts, like some of the. It's on sprues. Yeah, see? <laughs>
1: <laughs> already inquired, so I was like, oh,
0: that's so. tough. Yeah, because then you go, like, here's a hand, it goes on the arm. Why is the hand not already on the arm?
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you hate your consumer base? Why would you do that? We're well, thinking mod- modifications. You can have mutant guys, you know, claws. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Hate your own Feet on his hands. Yeah. 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 Dan, how come none of your soldiers have arms? They
1: lost him in war. Let's play. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Are these creatures from Fallout? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, speaking of minis, too, I just saw that the uh, they put up, they're not for sale yet, but they're uh, in pre order, the giant X Wing expansions. So the Tantive four and the <laughs> Rebel Transport?
3: Did you see Chris's
4: eyes? I love
0: talking. Yeah, exactly. They're huge. This is awesome. The one is 90 bucks. Oh, my God. That's how big it is. Well, that's how expensive it is.
1: Does but... it just win games? It's $90. Isn't your like, whole army not even $90 yet?
0: No. No, it's not. These are, but... used,
2: these are used in special campaigns. They're not... You don't play like the ship against. For guess. ninety dollars,
0: you better be using every campaign. But it's gonna look amazing because it's the fantasy. Like if it was a ninety dollar click for Star Trek, I wouldn't pay for that. It would look horrible. But but that's WizKids. Yeah, this I know. Is, this this is, is, is gonna look amazing. It's yeah, yeah. like
1: you can get two Phoenix claw, uh, two Phoenix guy clicks for
0: that type of price, man. I could, but I like Star Wars. That's <laughs> it, <so. laughs>
3: Do I have to say, WizKids Kids did a Whiz Kids did a really good job doing the paintings and modelings of the Batman Arkham Origins. Those are amazing. Yeah, we had no guys with cross-eyed or <laughs> their Everyone skin really matched good. their.
0: No <laughs> balloon faces. Look. Firefly looks amazing. Firefly is awesome.
1: He Bane is awesome.
3: The Joker. Not,
1: yeah, the Joker is amazing detail. My favorite thing hands down though was uh, Bane's card tells a story, and when you put him and the Juggernaut next to each other. He's just a little bit taller. <laughs>
0: That's all. You know, the game company just called them up after they got the license. They're like, these need to not look horrible, please. <laughs> DC's like, we don't care. But the game company like, no, no, seriously. <laughs> We're still selling this game.
1: I'm not going to have you muck up my IP and send me back <laughs> another five years.
0: That's all the stuff we want this week. Well, you know, next <laughs> week, we'll be back with more, I'm sure. Uh, next up, some of the stuff we played in the last couple weeks.
4: The table this week. I um I got to play uh, Blood Bowl team manager for the first time uh, with Nick. It's a uh, it's it's uh, would be considered a card builder with a uh, small dice mechanic. Um, you have different uh, fantasy races that you can play: the dwarves, the humans, the elves. Now, this is a straight-out card game, right? Because I yeah, know yeah. there's also the
1: miniature game.
4: Right, that's the old style. The, mini- yeah. With the miniature, yeah. This is uh, the updated uh, straight-up, straight-up cards uh, with some tokens that add different playability.
0: This is Fantasy Flight, making yeah, uh, <laughs> games, workshops, games a lot easier to play. I'm just waiting for Blood
1: Bowl, the living card game.
4: Every month, new chapter pack. <laughs> <laughs> they do have the expansion, talking about uh, updating it, uh, with the vampires, the uh, undead, and... I can't think of it all. No,
1: do they have, like, a, a system where they're going to do, like, every couple of months there's another fixed set coming out? Or did they not really announce? I don't,
4: yeah, they they haven't announced anything. I looked on uh, Board Game, didn't uh, mention anything about it. I think they hit most of the major races. I mean, they can come up with, you know, some uh, the mutant creatures, a dragon-type, uh, you know, dragon yeah. kind. Yeah, that'd
0: be cool. Yeah, how many, how many teams were there in the original Blood Bowl? Like, eight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot. It's yeah, like so Elves and yeah. Dwarves and all that. Yeah. That always looked cool. Does this play at all, at all like that?
4: Uh, it's it's not quite footbally, uh, but you, there is uh, the mechanic of passing the ball, uh, tackling, uh, injuring a player with that. So you get star players uh, when you do certain uh, contracts. You there's uh, a feature match each round. You get a different feature match. You get uh, depending upon the number of players, you get a featured match, and you stack your your players on one side or the other depending upon the victory conditions. Some of the victory conditions will give you star players or fans. The winning condition is getting more fans after the entire season than anybody else. So, you want to try and get fans but you also want to get some star players because they give you better abilities. You also want to get equipment and team managers to give you different abilities that might give you either star players or fans. I played the uh, Skaven. I love the Skaven. Uh, but they give you uh, what they call cursed abilities. So you get a little skull token, and there's three different things that can happen. You can get uh, one star, which is a victory point. You can get, also get a, uh, a whistle, which means you get eliminated. So at the end of the round, when you complete the round, you turn over the... Uh, Skull token and there's the whistle there no matter what happened your guy gets eliminated then you retotal the amount and You can lose the uh, play by that also you can get uh, the star which gives you added uh, Points towards the victory condition uh, for that round Um, Like I said, you can also get uh, uh, team manager uh, upgrades or uh, Coaching things will give you you can uh, add one card to your deck at the end of the game, you get uh, four fans, you can use your skill twice, some, some things like that. So, I like it. Uh, it. It's not quite exactly what I thought. I thought it was you know more football-y, but, you know, it's a good card game.
1: Yeah, it's like, I mean, um, when you were playing it the first time, when you told me about, you know, it's Blood Bowl and everything, I wasn't really too excited because I heard about the miniature game and it didn't really appeal to me. Mm-hmm. But seeing that Fancy Flight picked it up and that it's more of a deck builder, you know, and when I was seeing all the icons and the tokens and everything, it almost made me think of, like, their Game of Thrones deal, where,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, if there was just, like, some modifier chips for what your guys are getting, it looked more like a complete set of that. Yeah. So...
0: Does it feel more like, the, you know, they got, they got the IP from Games Workshop and then slapped a game on top of it? Or did they have a game and maybe, like, we'll work this IP around it?
4: I think it's a little bit of both. I think you have to have the, the creatures, the different races to build on... And then you have to build their featured uh, skill, and then you throw the uh, cards and uh, tokens around it. So I think it's a little bit of both. Um,
1: yeah. And like, what was the price point on it? Like, was it like under fifty or so? Yeah,
4: it's definitely under fifty. Yeah, it's yeah. forty, right? I was gonna
1: say yeah, I think that I think it might have been plus. like one of their ideas of like uh, trying to stray away from the miniature concept to keep yeah. the price under.
0: Yeah, because Blood Bowl even when it's not out of print it's like 80 or 90 yeah, yeah. it's not accessible the downside and then painting. there's gluing and painting
1: I was going to say the downside of painting for plastic yeah. I, I mean that and it could have been like yeah is it using Star Wars miniatures yeah then we're not making miniatures
0: <laughs> that's cool though I, I've been looking at this periodically I guess I would have expected more football which is yeah, what attracted yeah. me but that doesn't mean it's not you know
4: and it's a two or uh, I think you could probably play three player but it's more likely you probably want to do a two and four player game yeah straight out teams
0: one on one yeah yeah that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So you picked it up, so obviously you like it. I like it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, we'll have to we'll punch it out and then we'll play it next time. Yes, yeah, so it's, <laughs> yeah. You bring it it's, out.
4: It's, it's, I played Nick's version. He's got the expansion set, so that's why we played that. Oh, oh. cool, very cool. Um, so.
1: Yeah, my theory is once you see that Fancy Flight logo, man, it's hard to go wrong.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah right? <laughs> yeah. Have Spy we found and, uh, one we don't like yet?
1: Yeah, it's like I'll, I'm waiting to find the game that they make that I don't approve. The insert actually looks just like everything else from Rune Wars, Rune Bounds, and all that other stuff, which alone makes me want to play it. It's like I the know.
0: classic fantasy flight design as soon as you see these tiny little cards
1: yep the <laughs> postage stamp size cards you know and starts to twitch <laughs> like oh I don't even like this steam. <laughs> what am I doing I think Game of Thrones is the first one that they have that doesn't use those at any capacity oh yeah those are normal cards yeah weird makes me feel like I have human hands when I'm playing it yeah
0: they're gonna release an expansion with tiny cards <laughs> Dan's accidental million dollar idea that's cool yeah I definitely want to check this out
1: and Chris what have you been on the last couple of weeks
2: well, um, not much hitting the table, but definitely hitting the tablet. So a lot of games came out recently for the recent Thanksgiving, kind of Black Friday holiday. So one of the games I've been, I picked up and been playing, and I'm going to pronounce this my own way because I know that everyone has a way to pronounce it. I'm going with Cyclades.
4: Oh, uh, Agricola?
2: Nope, not Agricola. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Agricola or Agricola. This is Cyclades. This is a decent, normal kind of pr- pronouncing of the, of the game. So with Cyclades, you're actually battling ancient Greeks, and you have one of different races. And what's really great about this game is I have the board game, has really unique um, sculpts for each of the miniatures. So each each of the races actually has their own sculpts for their miniatures. So it's not like generic troop, generic troop, all look the same. They actually have a different look for each of those. And the same thing with the ships. So you're battling over islands to be able to build all these different Um, Universities and all the basic kind of tenets of Greek life, and what goes into the game is it's actually bidding on the gods. You're 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 paying like you're worshiping the gods, and if you bid the highest, you'll actually be able to get their power. So you have Zeus, you have Athena, you have Poseidon. So Poseidon gives you ships, obviously. Um, Zeus gives you powers, and you'll be able to kind of that's how you're able to attack build ships, build troops, and conquer other islands. It's a beautiful layout, looks just like the board game. The artwork's fantastic. The only downside with the game is that it's only a two-player game. There's no computer AI, and originally when I picked up this game, I was thinking, wow, this game looks so elaborate, so much fun. I really want to get into it. It would be great to pick this up as an app so I can learn how to play the game.
0: (laughs) Got the app, and it was
2: like, not cooperative. No dice. (laughs) It's like, so what are you
1: going to do? I don't know. What are you going to do? I don't know. You're planning out for five minutes, and my opponent will tap, 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 <laughs> tap, tap. tap. Next.
3: <laughs> now, I have a question. Would you compare that game to, say, Small Worlds? Because it looks a little like Small Worlds.
2: It's a bit like that. It has it has um, different size boards for the different players that you play. So, if you play with a two-player board, it's pretty small. If it's a four-player, um, it's double the size. And... While the gods give you powers, and while you can also pick up uh, mythical creatures to help you during the game, your race itself doesn't get a special power. So everyone has the access and opportunity to, to use those same powers. They just have to build and bid in a certain way. So it's really a fun game. Definitely pick it up for the board game. The app itself is beautiful, but... I'd recommend playing the board game first because this is not going to help you. If you have to play two players, yeah, you have to the board game. Yeah, definitely. Is Ares in the game? Ares is in the game, and, I'll there's, and there's also a, <laughs> there's also an expansion which is not, unfortunately not in the app, but actually is out. Um, you get Hades. And Hayes Ooh. is pretty great because Ooh. he gives you undead soldiers and kind of moves things along rather I'll quickly. I'll play the board game with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dan, old.
1: you're not going to be able to expand if you I don't care. Hades. <laughs> <'80s. laughs> I'm at negative 46 points.
3: Yeah, you just like Cersei line to say that. Yeah,
1: I don't care. <laughs> now, did you check out Lords of Waterdeep on the iPad? I have. How many games have you played? I've just picked it up. so I've only gotten played the one. But how about you, Dan? You are dead to me. (laughs) I played that. I have played that above and beyond the Call of Duty. I have done like about fifteen games. That is so good. Only fifteen, Dan. Wow, Wow, fifteen. Dead to me now. Yeah, I have work and all that other
0: stupid stuff. The
1: bills and house. Eating, Yeah, I was
0: sick last week. I got a good fifty. I know. (laughs) I was going
1: to go visit you to see if you needed anything and just breathe all that air in.
0: Water deep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's actually played it more the, uh, more than uh, the Grand Theft Auto game that he just got.
0: Really? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I've been that ditching
1: one. the consoles to play. That's a board. high value ratio
0: right there. <laughs> oh,
1: just and the worst thing is, I was like, I don't want to get this game because I don't want it to detract from my love of the board game. It has not. I I'm dying to play the board game because of the expansions. Yeah, play Lords of Waterdeep. Let's break it. out the Scoundrels Skullport. I'm good. Yeah, but oh my, and the thing is. I've learned so many strategies by playing on the iPad. Play against even medium computers, they are ruthless. I one of the first turns of the game I got four mandatory quests dropped on me. Four. I didn't <laughs> do anything yet. I was already I needed fifteen cubes to pay off these stupid quests. Like what's happening? But it was great. It was so fun, so challenging. You learn new ways to play. You you get and it does make you a little more aggressive in the game though. Like oh, I'm actually afraid yeah. that when we play the game now, I'm just gonna take without caring.
0: Like you're gonna be mean. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think what would have made it better on the app if they showed you how the D and D meeples would look instead of having just cubes because they just have the cubes on them. Yeah, app.
1: they could if they did. Or well, like I do like the sound effects. Like at least they give you some sound for them, but it is still orange cubes flying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was the big thing I think we were all worried about is how you translate this big board down to the screen and they did a great job like it zooms in and out fantastically you don't really miss a lot and have you
1: done it where you got like 12 or 13 buildings in
0: play oh yeah and you scroll down the side
1: separately on the yeah. side and when you when as you move around the board the details of what every area is floats above it and you see it shift on the map yeah so it actually feels textured instead of like the flat board
0: I actually I want to make like a 3D version of the board it's now. constantly moving too. there's oh, like birds so flying cool. over there's the sound dragon, effects yeah. oh. it gets dark I know that was the other thing too. Yeah. And
1: each it gets turn, dark. It,
0: yeah, and it goes through. It's like it goes from day to night as
1: you go through the turns. And the other thing too is each turn has a name. I want to know what they are. And like you know, it's like an elvish or some
0: I know. nonsense. Like we, we were just saying too, we've never actually read the book for this. This might all actually be in the book. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> but we know what we're talking. I'm pretty sure we know what we're
0: talking about, even
1: though we never read the book on the original.
0: no but like the names for the rounds might be. In yeah, there. but
1: it's like you know, it's like you know, turn five, cure skin or whatever it is. I'm like, this is awesome. Oh, God. Well, this like is it.
2: Play Deck, and they've yes. they produced some tremendous games, and they really. Tonto Quarry. Ascension.
1: Um, Ascension was another amazing game of theirs.
2: Agricola, Flux,
1: Penny Arcade.
3: that not you mean, Agricola?
1: Yeah. Oh, Agricola. <laughs> Summer I, Wars. I gotta say, I mean, I would love to find one game that they didn't produce well. Like, my only minor complaint in this, and it was also present in Ascension, is if you do a pass and play, after your turn is over, it's like, okay, I'm. Um, putting my agents on the Warriors' guild. I get two warriors. Then it's your turn. Hey, check it out. During Dan's turn, he placed his maple there and got two warriors. Yeah. Even though you were sitting next to him and you saw that happen, here's a replay. Now you do your turn. Hey, Dan, came for the two thieves. <laughs> Did you see it? Here it is again. They I,
3: should have a skip option. Yeah,
1: then. and they don't. And there's also... I didn't see an option to turn that off in the menu. I got to take a at either. Oh. But that's the only complaint. I mean it's just because i'm an impatient person it's like five seconds of your life per turn who cares but you know i'm just so eager to do that next turn because the game is so good
0: and did you do the tutorial no because i never actually review the tutorials because we always know how to play these games <laughs> i'm gonna have to give it to margaret You're like tutorial <laughs> tell me if this actually works
1: and get those achievement points
0: <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> I Did a ticket to ride it was, she yeah. hadn't played that i was like here learn how to play on the ipad and she's like that was great so
3: how much is ticket to ride on the ipad
0: Probably the it, same. Like seven it or eight. varies. Okay. On, it
2: varies because they do run a lot of promotions. Days of Wonder is pretty good about that, and especially if you're looking to pick something up, look to pick it up now because between Thanksgiving and Christmas, these always go on sale.
4: Yeah,
3: because <clears throat> i been thinking about picking that up because I've always wanted to play Ticket Tori. I see people at Myriad playing it, but sometimes I want to play it when they're not there.
1: I think like you mentioned a few episodes back, like isn't that now the top selling board game of everything? Like it yeah. beat out. It uh, Katan? surpassed
0: Catan. Yeah. Somehow, I mean,
1: <laughs> if you want to play Ticket to Ride, you'll always be able to find somebody that. wants Someone to will play always it. play that.
3: Yeah, huh. I would like to get the app.
0: Yeah, the app's are fantastic. The app's great, and you play it so incredibly fast. Oh, God, like twenty minute games because there's no setup and there's no counting. Yeah. Oh my gosh, no counting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of spoil you for the board game, though.
0: A little bit. If you don't want to play the the app like three times and then play the board game like yeah gap it out, maybe don't play it for a week but
1: that's the thing i think i kind of understand that but at the same time when you're playing the board game you don't mind counting out the pieces because as long as you're playing with friends like if you're just playing against people that are intense on the game it's brutal like agricola waiting for somebody to put out all those resources every turn on the board if people aren't joking around and having fun it's you know i mean the term that we heard the game called is misery farm then it becomes unbearable <laughs> farm if people aren't having fun with it yeah so i mean it's like it's a give and take you got to find the right people for those lengthy games that have a lot of parts like terra mystica you know i saw that board set up and i wanted to weep i saw some guys playing i was like what is the entire on? table yeah and there's just chips and piles and stacks and token and everywhere like, I mean, I can only play that game with you guys. Like, if I was to play that against someone I didn't know or, you know, somebody who flips out over losing on the third turn or whatever, man, I would, I would just have to, like, burn that game or just leave it behind. I wouldn't be able to <laughs> bear putting all that back in a box, you know, for a miserable experience.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I've been playing a lot of Waterdeep, obviously, too. The only other game I got out recently is um, The Duke, which the finally, Duke. I finally got Margaret to play. So yes. I knew she'd like it because we play chess. Sure. Yeah, it's that kind Do, of thing. Does she like it more than chess? I think so. It takes a little getting used to, but
2: I like it better than chess.
0: Yeah, I think chess is one of those games where you have to memorize... To be good, you have to memorize all these different patterns. patterns, yeah. Which is... Some people enjoy that. I enjoy it. Most people don't. It's... To be good at it. Uh, The Duke is... It's almost like a deck builder, so you're not... Sure. You know, you're pulling tiles out of that bag every turn. You don't know what you get. You have to play it as you lay it. And especially if both players don't know what's on the other side yet... Because you're going to have to memorize all those tiles. It is kind of a... You're guessing a little bit. So you're using what you have, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, like with chess, like the fact that so many of the moves and plans have names, and then the counteract has a name, with chess you feel like you're almost like just putting plays into effect. But with everything I've seen in the Duke, it's more reactive, and you're not starting with the same setup. So like chess, you plan out, all right, I'm going to knock out his rooks first there may not be the quote-unquote rooks in that game of the duke if the people don't draw them. So it's, I do like that idea a little more. I think it's more interesting.
0: Yeah, and it's a smaller board, so if you're too aggressive, you really hurt yourself. If you yeah. bring your duke out at all, because if the duke's on the other side of the board, period, you might just lose on random luck. Like they'll pull a guy out and you're on guard immediately, and you lose the game. So you got to be careful with that. Um, and then there's these awesome expansions, which I have all three of. And they each have scenarios. There's the base scenarios that come with the base game, uh, like the Mountain and the Dragon. But then there's the Three Musketeers, there's the Conan uh, tiles, and then the Arthurian Legends, which I just picked up. And these are all just... There are different scenarios that you can set up and play against each other. It's pretty cool.
1: I got so happy for a second because when you said the mountain, I was thinking game <laughs> It's like, I want to play it.
0: No, it's just a rock in the middle of the board.
1: <laughs> Get around the rock. I think I can do this.
0: Yeah, pretty much. But it's pretty cool. So, you you know, you can play against each other as many times as you want. And the games are quick, so it's not like chess where you might be stuck. If you don't have for a clock. Hour, yeah. No clock in chess. You're playing for an hour or two. Now, have you been oh.
1: finding like that? You're landing in that 20 to 40 minute zone, or definitely
0: nice. Yeah, one game went 40 because people just kept pulling tiles and being very defensive. But every other game's been around 20. That's not bad at all. So with Margaret, it's 20 to
2: 30. So yeah, it's it's one of those rare abstract strategy games that actually feels somewhat thematic, because each of the pieces really does have. So Somewhat, at least a little flavor of their character. So the archer can shoot very far and, and do those kinds of attacks. The footmen are really short range and they kind of start first. So when you do play the game and you pull the pieces, you're like, "Ah, oh, yes, I got this. This is great. I'm going to play this. It's going to be awesome." And you know, then the other person pulls out something, you know, like the dragon, and you're like, "Oh, that I'm going to die now." <laughs> <laughs> but it, like you said, with especially with all the different pieces. It seems like almost unlimited
0: variability when you do the setup and what pieces you pull. Yeah. There's base rules, there's advanced rules, there's scenarios, now there's three expansions. There's new ones coming out seemingly every couple of months
4: now. Yeah. Still that tiny board though, right? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. What's the price point on the original and the expansion? Uh original's
0: a 35, and the originals are thirty five. Just the box. Like six or seven, I think. It, online they're seven or eight. Okay. I think in store they're twelve. So
1: And it's four or six uh, pieces per expansion.
0: The Conan one was only four, but that was only $8. The other ones were eight tiles each. That's not bad. And they come with custom rules in the bag, too. They're little baggies. And then um, with the Conan ones, you're literally just replacing other tiles, so it's more of a thematic change. And they they have different moves, but there's no scenario for that. And they're bright red for some reason. Um, They're Conan. Yeah, exactly but then with the other ones there's actual scenarios like you're playing the four musketeers against you know the characters from the book and then the Arthurian legends there's I think two or three scenarios on that card so it's pretty cool All right. so I know Kim you late recently have been playing a lot of what, Call of Cthulhu
3: oh yes the RPG game um, after <laughs> after watching an episode of Community I never knew what really D&D was I've heard of it but I didn't know what it was I saw an episode of Community and they had a D&D episode and I was with Dan watching and I was like, that's awesome. And he told me about his D&D group when he was in high school. and We were the cool
1: kids.
0: <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I know I was.
3: <laughs> but uh, when he was telling me that, I was like, oh, I really want to play. So him and his friends set up a campaign and I was able to try it for the first time and I really liked it. Uh, then we did it at Myriad, and then um, recently we did a Pathfinder game, which, uh, from that gap of when we played the d and and then nothing, and then when we did the Pathfinder, I wanted to play another game, so um, a couple of people at Myriad are doing the Call of Cthulhu. Now, I don't really know much about the Cthulhu series. Just that it's, like, a big octopus?
2: <laughs> that's, like, that's all, like, from a no. sci-fi movie, right? <laughs> Close
3: enough. All I can think of is that, like, Cthul- the remember the Kudan Friends?
2: Kudan
1: Friends, yeah. Oh With oh the God. Cthulhu.
3: And they did, like, the neighbor, uh, My Neighbor Totoro style.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so were you playing the RPG just I hoping to... <laughs> I
3: can't... Uh, now I can't look at Cthulhu as serious as some of the other people. I'm just gonna think of it as this giant, lovable... Totoro guy who's like... Trying to yeah, be my friend and will destroy everything. Oh.
2: Well, he's one of the elder gods, right? The... You're an elder nice.
1: god. Sorry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> don't you notice the tentacles? Come on. <laughs> I
1: don't know what's happening. Know we either. are off the rails. We are. So I apologize. You, so you thought Cthulhu was a big octopus?
3: Yes. Like, because... um I, I saw some images, like, online... But, like, you know, like, the chippy stuff? They do that with, like, the sci-fi. So, like, I saw, like, this cute little thing of a, an octopus, but it was...
1: So instead of going they... to H.P. Lovecraft or the ancient gods of evil, you checked out chippies.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's how I like to do things. Well, it's a free license, right? So it's yeah. basically used in everything, and every Kickstarter has Cthulhu in it, and... Soon Saturday morning cartoons love Cthulhu.
1: I'm just worried that she went to Chibi for information. Like I'm just waiting for a paper. George Washington was a Chibi cute, adorable president.
3: <laughs> Chibis are cute. But um yeah, so um I wanted to do a new RPG game and when I heard that they were doing this, I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll try it out and I really like it. It's it's interesting how they play it. It's so different from D and D.
1: You know, like the like, it's like a D one hundred system or some of like that, right? Where like you have set numbers and you try to roll that number under.
3: Yeah, basically you have like um, you have like a library skill, pickpocketing skill, weapon skill, and you get these different points uh, that you can put in towards it, and then it has like a percentage. So you got to add that percentage to it. So if you roll higher, say like one of yours is like um, sixty five. If you roll higher than a sixty-five, you fail. Yeah.
4: Like, but so if you
3: roll a double zero, if you roll a zero, you f- you fail. It's like a, it's like a critical fail.
1: now just out do they have like? Is it a game of classes or is it just like you have skills and?
3: You just have skills. You have to pick an occupation, and um, yeah, just that's it. You have to pick an occupation. That's gonna and be it's an
4: investigation type
2: game.
3: Yeah, basically like you get clues, um
2: it's more thematic, it's 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 a lot heavier of the role play investigation than it is combat systems. That's plays a much smaller part than it does in the traditional D and D.
3: I actually, um the latest adventure, we had to go to some house and investigate it, but there was a reporter there. So I decided, why not to introduce the reporter so he wouldn't mention us in his article, but that just backfired.
1: You were fabulous. People were checking yeah. out this mansion looking into an ancient evil. Also, I banged one of them. <laughs> <laughs> she was awesome. This is Matt Tucker signing out. <laughs> well,
3: no, I wasn't successful in the flirtation. It didn't work at all.
1: You want to go back to my place? No, no, I don't.
3: <laughs> Basically.
2: <it's>, okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Talk to you later, I guess. So now you know what it was like to be every guy at the bar. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds kind of cool. I mean, like, I've been looking at RPGs a little more recently, too. Because, I mean, since we started playing a few, I've been having, like, a blast. And I forgot how fun they were. So now when it comes to, like, you know, your storytellers, your DMs. Now, Frank is the guy that runs your game, right? Yes. Like, a DM or a game master that, like, you know, is handing out information, making the world more alive, letting the players have free run... Like, anytime, like, somebody says, like, you know, like, oh, I don't really like RPGs, I think most of the time it's usually, like, I don't like D&D. You know? And, I mean, there's so many awesome games out there. Like, even, like, the new editions in D&D, Vampire, old Vampire, now new Vampire, you know, like, the Cthulhu games, There's the Star Wars RPGs, like, you know, just
4: try to get a a group of something going. And they have Diceless, the things where you don't even roll dice, you you just keep talking and everybody jumps in with a different story plot and you get to... um you know, use I guess what considered action points to say, listen, yeah, you, know, you wanna do this? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna supersede you it's my plot now for a while and you talk about it. So you can have it just totally um, you know story time.
1: And like the fake game is like minimal dice. It's just fudge dice. Only plus minus that's it.
3: What I liked uh, was he was more he was a bit more hands on. Like you know how when we were playing D and D you had the map and the miniatures yeah. and like other stuff? I like that. So, with this group, he actually has handouts for everybody. So, he'll give us an article about, like, someone who's been murdered or disappeared. And in my very first game I played, he gave us a handout of uh, this 10-page booklet of a diary. And...
1: That's See, that makes the (laughs) game, though. That's what makes a great RPG.
3: But it was so funny because it's like, um, we were doing it and we were reading it. And, like, in-game time is different than, you know, like, yeah. actual time. So he said, like, it, it took us about an hour to read it. But it literally took us about almost a half an hour because <laughs> the way they have, like, I think he printed from a site, the way they had it written, it was all in script. And it was really hard to read. And Mike was reading it. And he volunteered to read it and he was going to uh, explain it to us. But it was just so hard that we each had to pass it around. But I like that. It, like, the hands-on, yeah. that's what makes the game.
4: Gives the game flavor. Yeah. I a plug in. I'm gonna We're going to try and set up the uh, D&D Encounters, uh, hopefully starting in uh, January. So check Marriott uh, post, Poster Wall for uh, updates. Yeah, yeah if, you, if, you're up area, if
1: you're in the St. area, even Jersey, come on by if you want to check out DD and d Encounters. It's a good chance to try it out. And it's also a really good chance to try out characters and classes that you were thinking about playing in your campaign, but you didn't know if that's what you want to run, get to make a level 4, level 6 guy, do a couple of fights, see if it plays the way you like.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I plan on doing it.
1: It's going to be really hard for me since I'm going to always play Warlocks. (laughs) No matter what I start to design on the site, it's like it always becomes a Warlock.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No variety. I have no idea what these other classes do at all. (laughs) All Alright, so that's what we've been playing the last week or so. Um, Next up is our feature review of Bootleggers. And now for the feature review.
1: Alright, so Bootleggers finally came out, and I was like flipping out to get this game. First time I heard about it was actually about a year ago from The Secret Cabal, when they reviewed it. It sounded a little interesting at the time, but I wasn't playing too many different board games like of this type of nature at that point. So I kind of like put it on the back burner. A few months back, listened to an old episode, heard it again, and that's when it became my quest to find this game. Finally got re-released and it has lived up to every expectation that I had, because this game is amazing. You actually really get to feel like you're the mobsters as you're spreading influence, running trucks, making deliveries, and the best part sabotaging all the other players at the board. Now the way that this game works is, you're going to start out getting Delta hand, and that's going to be your initiative cards. You're going to get 12 cards for a full game, if you play an 8 rounds game, only 8. Those cards, as the numbers increase, is going to be who goes first. But the higher the initiative comes with a price. So the game works on a really good system of balance. If you want to go first, you can, but it's going to cost you a couple of grand. Now, throughout the game, you're going to be getting influence markers, and it's like these cool little mobsters with Tommy guns, and you can replace them in all these bars and speakeasies to open them up. And the best part is, if you have more of your guys there than anyone else, you're going to start seeing a cut of money, because you're the biggest mobster in town. So the way that it's going to play out in the style of the game is after you get your initiative cards, you're going to deal out a almost Center row similar to like Ascension and almost Deck Builders, where you're going to see cards that will let you get more of those influence markers. It might help you get um, an increase to your production or let you bomb another character's still to set back their production of whiskey. And the other thing you'll also see is ability to buy more trucks. Now what's great is, you can actually play the game just buying the truck every turn, have a fleet of trucks, and rent those out to other players for massive profit. This game lets you decide how you're going to make your fortune, and that is awesome. After you get all your cards in the center, you're going to go in initiative order, everyone's going to pick out one of those cards. Then you're going to start placing influence on the speakeasies. It's where you're going to start setting up your marks, showing people who's boss, letting your presence be known, and most importantly, opening those speakeasies up and start selling whiskey at a higher price. After that, you're gonna start firing up your stills. Now, every player starts out with just one D6, so you're only gonna be making up to six crates of whiskey. It's not that big a deal, because you're only gonna start with a little truck that can hold four crates. But as time goes on, you're gonna want more trucks, then you're gonna want more product. You're gonna be one making bigger cuts. So you'll be choosing cards to get those upgrades, and maybe you'll start rolling four or five dice when it comes time to produce. One of the other great things, you'll also be able to sell off your excess crates. If you can only sell 10 and you made 15, like, hey, Anthony, wanna give me five grand? Take hey, him. how about seven grand? You start causing some bidding wars. Again, you're just constantly getting the money, and that's the big objective. You wanna have the most money at the end of the game, because just like mobsters, whoever's richest is the one that wins. Now, after you produce all your whiskey, that's when you start running into these speakeasies, and it's so cool, man. You actually load up the crates in these trucks, and you're gonna put them in lines at the speakeasies. If you have more influence than everyone else and you own that place, your first priority. You definitely know you're making your sales. Other people that have influence there are going to be in the next line. And then all those uh, little moogs and everything that got nothing in your place, they're going to be in the last, hoping to get whatever scraps are left, begging and pleading to get a few of those dollars. The bigger the speakeasy, the more dice you're rolling to see how much they buy. Now, if you're up there with seven crates, you roll two dice and you only get seven, you'll sell, everyone else is out of luck. They get no money, and they just burnt their turn. After you do that, you're gonna go back to uh, the final turn, which is known as the Heat. About four turns into the game, a cop starts showing up to bust on the players. If you made the most whiskey, he's looking at you. So at the end of the turn, everyone's gonna get one additional influence marker to be able to be placed next turn, and then the cop is gonna go whoever made the most whiskey. If you got the cop on you, when you roll to make your whiskey, you roll any your fives, he shuts down that still, you get nothing. So, comp is actually a pretty cool thing, and it's not even the most. It's not when you roll a six, it's when you roll a five. So, it's like, oh, if you did a little more or a little less, you might have been under the radar, but unfortunately, you get nothing. I mean, this game is just beyond fun, though. There's a lot of interaction with the cards. Some of the cards are immediate redemptions, like, you can upgrade speakeasies, so they buy more. There'll be cards where you can, like, um, these thug cards, and that is what makes the game Awesome. You can steal people's trucks, you can threaten people, you can take out their influence markers. And the picture is like a, you know, an old-timey car coming by with machine gun fire coming out the window. Take out somebody and they can be played anytime. Take out somebody's influence markers. Now it's your turn to play. So you throw your guys in there. Suddenly somebody has a new owner. This game is beyond fun. I have played it like 4 or 5 times since I got it. Every time I play it, I just want to play it again. I have not won a game of this game yet, and it's still that much fun. And the best part is you also released the Boardwalk Expansion. Boardwalk Expansion lets you open the speakeasies as casinos. Now you're paying a lot of money to open those casinos and you're no longer running the alcohol. You're out of that game. You moved on. You got a new new stake. When you have the casinos, you are making tons of money selling to the other players when they come to you for selling whiskey. You're both profiting huge, and if people decide they don't want to have you get that much money, you still make money on your axe. So you're playing a slightly different game than everyone else at the table, but you're still in that same world and you're still wheeling and dealing with the players. This game is top notch. I have been aching for this game to come out and I could not be happier that it's here. The truck components are awesome, loading the crates into the trucks, the speakeasies look cool, the lining up areas, all the stills, and you get a ton of pieces in this box. You're getting six dice of each color, fits six players, I think you get about 30 mobster tokens per each player, the little influence markers, you get the crates of your color for the whiskey, I think there's about 18 trucks, stack of cards, all in all, this game is a top-notch buy and definitely worth the components. But, that's just how you play it. Now we gotta find out what everyone thinks about the greatest game of all time, bootleggers! Uh,
0: I think we know what you think. <laughs>
1: I kind of like it a bit. Just a little bit. Dan, do you like the game? Uh, I think it's probably the greatest thing that I've ever seen in my entire
0: life. But do you like the game?
1: Not that much. Oh, not okay, cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were at the store the other day, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to get Mice and Mystics out. I've been reading through the rules. I brought it in. You're like, bootleggers, 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 bootleggers. It's like, okay. I was like, I don't want to play no mice. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have trucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad I did. It was awesome.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, just across the board... You know, I heard great things about it, and I mean, I, I gotta once again give a huge thanks to Secret Cabal. for my i never heard of this game outside of their podcast, and man, oh man, is it amazing! It, it is just so much fun. Like we played nothing personal; that game was a blast, and this game feels a little the same way. Like you know, you're placing influence, you're trying to make a lockdown on areas, you're you don't want other people swiping out from under you, but when you have those cards that can just destroy somebody and you start making threats it it, you feels like you're strong arming like nothing personal It's like deals like hey man you know you want to do this all right but in this game you find yourself saying all right well here's what's going to happen you're going to sell at my speakeasy or i'm going to destroy you and you're going to be penniless and then you'll have nothing next turn and then you'll be able to do nothing for the rest of the game so we both know where you're going, right? And you find yourself saying these things to your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it was a little rough. <laughs> but it was it's a still whole was different fun. Dan when we played yeah, these right? games. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool that you can talk people out of stuff. Because I remember somebody was trying to play a card at me at some point. The other Dan, there's another Dan at the store. I think he works at the college. He came in and he just was gunning for me the entire game. Like, First, he wanted to dump my truck. <laughs> And I managed to talk him out of it. I gave him like half the money. So that was cool. Like I got to keep something at least. And then the next time he wanted you to murder me, I think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he wanted me he offered me ten grand to play it to take out your guys so he can place his influence markers there.
0: He put a hit on you. Exactly. And I'm (laughs) only worth I'm only worth ten G's. (laughs) Being the good friends that we are, I survived that encounter.
1: That and the fact that you offered me twelve not to.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I was in dead last place yeah, so well, yeah. <laughs> killing me had no didn't help anybody
1: but yeah man I mean oh god I, like, I mean even like you played it Kim and even like even though like I felt bad because like you like for some reason you were producing way more whiskey than you had trucks then once you bought more trucks you were only making three crates of whiskey so you had these empty trucks lined up in front of you
3: you could not catch a break
1: I know but what was cool is the wheel and dealing and the best thing in the world is I was brokering for Kim because people couldn't hear her on the other side of the table because my throat was a little scratchy. So I'm like, I'm like, I'll make, give me a thousand dollars. I'll sell these crates to you. So I was a PR person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it was great, too, because our friend Earl was playing with us and Earl's not, you know, he's not super confrontational. So he was just selling his trucks the whole time. He wasn't scumming anybody. At the end of the game, he had, like, 12 cards he hadn't used, thug cards. Yeah, yeah, and he won the game. But all he was doing was, like, yeah, I got a truck. You want to put some stuff in the truck? Or give me half the money.
1: Yeah, and he was, like, just come, I was, like, you want to split half? That's cool.
0: <laughs> that was it. <laughs> like, the chillest gangster ever.
1: <laughs> My favorite thing in the world is uh, I had, like, two good thug cards. And, you know, I was going to threaten to use them against them. And I'm, like, look, this is how it's going to go, man. Work with me or it's going to get really bad for you. And he just started going through his cards. He didn't say a word, but he started skimming through his cards. And I'm like, "Oh, we can work together. <laughs> <second."> <laughs> That's a lot of cards, Earl. Because, you know what it is? Like? I was going first a lot in the game. I got a lot of the high cards. So I wasn't paying attention to what people were taking after me. And, I mean, that was a bitter lesson to learn, but it was fun. And, again, that game, 2,000 behind him.
0: Yeah, that was close.
1: Oh, so close. One crate. One crate sold would have made a difference. Now, Chris, what did you think of this game? I guess you said... You're well. going to break my heart, right <laughs> here. I can see it in your eyes that you do not like this game.
2: No, I like this game. It's it's a good game. Um, I'm surpri- I was surprised how simple the game was when you first pulled it out. I thought it was going to be a lot more complicated than that. Because you have this pretty wide-open board, and you have the stores kind of set up, and there's a lot of empty spaces... You also have a deck of cards, like you were saying, that that determines who goes first as far as the position's concerned. Then you have this other deck of cards that you're gonna pull from to give you special abilities. And actually the little boards you get, the little player boards, were actually a lot more complicated than just sitting back and watching the first round go through. Because basically you're just playing a card, you're picking up a, a special ability card out there. You're rolling your dice to see what gets produced. You're putting what you can in your truck. You're selling it at a certain place. That's that's about it. I mean, you know, it's a little more detailed than that. But in a nutshell, that's that's the game. And it was nice to be able to pick something up that quickly and not have to kind of stress about what does this do and how does this kind of work together. Even the, even the card's special powers were pretty simplistic.
1: Yeah, just like... Pay four grand and get, you know, per influence marker, grab up to two influence markers. That easy. One of my favorite things, though, is, like, every, the periodic flavor text, where, like, that one card that you had where it reduces the value of the whiskey to just 1000 per crate, and it says, you'll get nothing and like it. <laughs> <laughs> that, was pretty good. Like, that was a great card. <laughs> like, uh, now, I mean, compared to Nothing Personal, I felt like this played a lot faster than Nothing Personal, too. And we yeah. played six players.
2: Yeah, I think this was a lot simpler because there there you don't have the you don't have the complex kind of movement. It's really the stores that you're kind of focusing on. So, and basically where you're placing your influence is where you're going to go primarily. So, I think Kim and I in the game we played, we locked down the first store that you could lock down and we kind of split the influence there. So, that was pretty good for us. But other people came there too, and then later on I had a I pretty much locked down I think the 4th the fourth place i had locked that down and that was paying out for me the entire game and just was able to pull out the win there and i think everybody everyone i think you had a, you had a, one of those lockdown josephine yeah. had locked down and kim you had the last one
3: nope i Someone i locked down i the influence because i didn't understand how the influence worked okay i thought that if you had the most but it's you have to have the most out of all the players. So
2: yeah, yeah.
3: Like, uh, you had four.
2: I wasn't in your building area, though.
3: Yeah, it was you. Who was it? Was the, it you? The, the
2: last... last,
1: the last place you had a few, because that's no... the,
2: because that's the big building where the most influence can yeah. go. Yeah,
3: because I had, I had six. Somebody else had four. You had four, and somebody else. It's you have to have the most out of everybody. I just had the...
1: Everyone combined. Everyone combined. And that's that's the thing. It's like if you have... There's actually like... There's two different levels. If you have more than all the other players just period, you'll get like the first selling right. But if you have more than all the other players combined, you're making a cut. And that makes a huge difference in this game because you're just going to see... And you make it off of your own sales too, even if you put your own trucks there. So you know someone's gonna be buying every turn. The question is who?
3: If I knew that I would have played it so differently. I did not know that. I thought you had had the most not yeah. overall, but just like the most that somebody had, but no.
1: But I mean you still I mean, even without knowing that, you still did good. No.
3: We, you guys didn't even it was funny, you guys didn't even ask me how much I had.
1: I counted it. Yeah, it and it was
3: and le- it was less than fifty.
1: Hey, I wouldn't <laughs> sneeze if someone gave me forty thousand dollars. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but the fact that you have to reach over 100000
1: Yeah, but I mean, well, like I said, it you, was
2: pretty close at the end. I just barely won with a hundred eleven. I think I had yeah, on that you, game. Yeah, so you, just you made like
1: 39000 No, I made like more than that.
2: The last one, I made a lot of money, because I rolled really high.
1: You rolled like 39000 in one place, then you got a cut out of another place.
2: Yes. Oh, $40,000. It was
1: how much you made in one turn.
2: Because it was funny, because the building that I had control over... Um, I don't know who... Somebody else was wanted to place there... And you were like, "Ah, don't bother placing there because he's, you know, he's rolling three dice. He's never going to reach this." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to reach this," and, th- and then I ended up rolling like a
1: seventeen on three d six. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's like, "What?" <laughs> it yeah, I'm going to sell all that. <laughs> but what I really liked about the game was the influence tokens, the little mobsters. Yeah, that was actually a really nice component. I was that was unexpected because the rest of the game is pretty flat. But those those are really nice, and they really they really have that feel of influence. That was one of the things that, um, nothing personal, when you put influence down, yeah, you put your tokens, and the tokens are really nice, but it's nice to put, actually put mo- put those little f- mobster figures actually in the store, so you can actually see that.
1: Yeah. And they have
3: purple meeples. They have purple
1: meeples. Yeah, the purple and they have that uh, nice dark orange that I like. Now, <laughs> I think it was when me and you were playing, I had that one place where I had all my mobsters... And I think Rob had one guy there, and we just kept calling him, like, you know, like, hey, I was going, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> you don't quite look like everyone else. Why is your hat so different? <laughs> but, and it's funny, though, because you look at the board, and you're like, man, I, I feel bad for that guy. It's pieces of plastic, but you, like, you feel bad because you feel like you're so outnumbered. But, uh, and now, like, one thing is, you know, like, in the initial game, a few of the players, like, they thought there would be a little more player interaction, like, of cards, like, the threats. Yeah. What's really nice is that Boardwalk expansion does add a whole new slew of player interaction cards. So there's always a player interaction you're wheeling and dealing. I mean, I love that part. That's my favorite part. I, that's why I don't mind that I've lost every game i play played of this, because I always feel like, you know, I'm making this shot, like, the calls and the shots. But you check out that Boardwalk expansion, you're going to find a lot more interactive cards. You're going to have to do a lot more sabotage, and with those cards, a lot more threats.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, like the, I haven't played the boardwalk yet, but I like the sound of how it opens things up a little bit. Um, if I was going to say anything negative about bootleggers, it would be that if you fall behind, it's one of those games that if you kind of make poor decisions up front or don't roll very well or just don't put have the influence tokens out where they need to be, pull the wrong cards, you're probably not going to catch up to those guys who now have double the money you do. You can. You can get lucky. But like say two or three people have two or three of the speakeasies locked down, you're not and- going to crack into that.
1: But, like, that's one thing that's interesting. Like, some of the cards can give you huge swings. Like, you know, one of the cards might just give you one influence marker, but you might also get a card where you get to steal somebody's truck. Somebody has a large truck loaded up with nine crates at a speakeasy that they're selling for three grand a pop. You swipe that truck. You just made $27,000 off of one card.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen.
1: There's, like, wild swings at times.
0: But, like, the game we played, there was, like, three of us who were just so far out of it. And it was still fun. That's the cool thing about the game. It's still a fun game to play. But it's not a game where you feel like, in round six, if you're down by 40,000, you're like, yeah, you guys are going to win.
2: I didn't well, feel like there was a lot of those Wild Swing cards. I know, that, I know that you guys had a couple of those. But it's always kind of debating whether you milk it a little bit. Like, I'll threaten you and threaten you. Like, you were doing in our game, you were threatening. I got, like,
1: 30 grand yeah. by just threatening people throughout the entire game. <laughs> Give me five grand, I'll do it. Give me four grand, I'll do it. Give me five grand, I'll do it. At the end, like that thing had stacks of money at that But at the same time, I know that I
2: had a I had a mixed deck to try to determine the uh, who gets to go first. And sometimes I really wanted to go first. I was playing my high cards and playing them time after time, never got a chance to go first. I don't even think I got a chance to go second. Even to play the highest card, I think I went third. And that's just some random kind of draw the deck. Yeah. But. It doesn't allow me to have an equal chance to pull those threat cards. I never got a threat card through the whole game.
1: Now, like, that was one thing. Like, one of the guys, he actually got, I think his, like, lowest point card was, like, 30-something. He he just, by luck of the draw, he got all those high cards. And somebody was like, oh, well, you know, it's not really fair because he was, like, almost guaranteed to go first all the time. But in the total span of that game, it cost him $37,000 in initiative cards. So, even though he got to go first a lot, I love that system of balance where it's costing him money every turn. Like, there were some terms where he had to just play his lowest initiative card because he didn't have enough money to do anything else. So, I mean, it, it was kind of interesting seeing that.
2: I don't know. I, I agree. That's really a, a nice feature about the game that if you do play the high, high initiative cards, you do have to pay an additional thousand or two thousand. I don't know if it's enough penalty yeah. to equal things out
0: because or it bounces out, Yeah, yeah
2: cuz some sometimes and this is completely random, but sometimes when the board actually showed you know four additional influences and then that one card that gives you an extra die for your still yeah. or that extra muscle, that extra die and that extra muscle are going to be hugely beneficial. That extra influence, maybe at some point, and there's a lot of those influence cards, I think we got to what right, round seven or we didn't like finish, seven or eight yeah, we didn't you, go through the whole game, or, and we we already i hit i hit over a thousand, I think a couple of us hit over a hundred thousand yeah. too
1: and I mean even that one thing is in a testament, like you said, you may never have gone first, but you also pulled out the victory no and and that's sometimes you have to
2: compensate with the play, but we didn't go through the the full twelve rounds either on that either, yeah, so.
1: And it was, it was also because a lot of people got lockdowns on the speakeasies, which is surprising. Like, people were so... Because I think people were playing it almost like a, a Euro-style, like Agricola or something, where they were focused on their game and instead I think, of noticing what other people were doing. And I
2: think a lot of those, inf- those additional influence cards came out early and often. Oh, yeah. Because I think even towards, I think the last round or two, There's if you had that additional place. influence, there was nowhere to place it. So it just happened to be how the deck was shuffled in that game, so... It would have been maybe a variant, or it would have been nice if, almost like the decks, almost I hate to say it, like almost like Dominion, where the decks were out there where you can kind of choose: do you want to go with the muscle? Do you want to go with the influence? Do you I want to go with? I ever the...
1: want to hear you say the word Dominion with Blue <laughs> 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 Give it five grand if you promise to never do that again. <laughs> now, I can see what you're saying though. Like, um, like one thing that would have been cool is maybe if like there was a um, like a switch card where when you play it you can replace one card in the influence like in that track with a card of your choice so you intentionally go last to or even get if there something was something better from the deck or, or even
2: if you could randomly pull from the deck so like you don't like anything there I'll take a random take a deck random card, card to kind of because since I never got any of the threat cards I couldn't even fake that I had a threat card to threaten you with mm. so it was like oh influence 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 and those go back in the discard pile so I have nothing in my hand Whereas you could show one or two cards, and I, I can't, I don't know what you have there.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and it's also one thing. Like sometimes you gotta let people just play the card just to get Get rid rid of of the card, yeah, burn the card. You know, like I mean, I made way more money than I ever should have off of some of my threat cards, just because nobody wanted to be the victim. You were threatening. That made everybody the victim. You were, you you a little bit. I I am. am. (laughs) I'm quite the intimidating. I can't even say (laughs) it with a straight face. You, my friend, that doesn't help.
2: You were a little scary. A little bit there. You know, you were doing a little bit of that. I'm going to mess you up. You know, a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, across the board, though, I mean, this game, it's just like I had so much fun with it. Like, I love Nothing Personal, too, but this played a lot faster. Even with more players, it played really quick. And it was everyone's first time, too.
0: All right, so overall rating? Duh. Uh, right. My God, I... <laughs>
1: I want to buy another copy of this game just so I can have one at home at all times and one in the car at all times. <laughs> it's always accessible.
0: Speaking of that, we should mention that expansion box was hilarious. It was great. With as much as, as came in the base game, that expansion box made up for it in the opposite direction. <laughs> it was...
1: Yeah, it was a big box. So I thought like, you know, because like one thing we were joking around about is um, they have like just plain uh, wood crates to represent five crates. So if you load up six, you just do a wood, you know, the plain wood and one of your color. So we were like, oh man, it would have been cool if they had like longer trucks, you know, so you can actually load up the nine crates. So when the expansion box was that big, like I didn't look at the list of components. I I knew I was going to buy it. There was no question. I thought maybe they would have had longer trucks or like, you know, like heavy mobs. No. <laughs> Couple of pieces of cardboard, small little deck of cards, huge box. It's <laughs> a big box, unnecessarily large. It's kind of funny. And like we were turning it over too, thinking there's like a hidden compartment, like we were like there's a prize.
0: <laughs> <laughs> shake, shake, shake. Is there anything in
2: here? Someone got to the expansion before you did. Yeah. Right? It's
1: like maybe they came with rings and guns. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All
2: right, uh, Chris, what do you think? I like this game. It, it's a nice introductory kind of game for this type of mechanic. It's light. It's easy to play. Um, everything's out on the board, so not much complicated strategy or tactics. Plays with a lot of people. This might be an easier game to get non-gamers, family and friends kind of involved. I don't know if I have the that type of group who are going to be like, you know, I'm going to mess with you. Nope. I take that back no I'm messing with you I'm messing with you kind of situation but that's just a general mechanic with a lot of these games so that's always a little bit challenging so it's definitely a play for me
1: like with what you said with the family I'm just picturing like hey Ann Millie you're not going to the right bar <laughs> if you know what I mean <laughs> hey some families <laughs> I <laughs> fed you when you were little why <laughs> <you> not <find>
0: <laughs> not so little anymore Millie
1: now I'm in control Ann Millie <laughs> Let's George. Like I know you didn't get a chance to play it with us yet, but
4: I um, I was actually playing uh, a game at uh, another table, and you know just from the, the roars of laughter, and, and the and people waving around money like like you know you uh you know an adult bar yeah I mean... <laughs> were, just, were just like waving around, and then all of a sudden people were like what do you mean? Yeah, you know, it was like you know, there was just like the the out of you know you got to play it in a soundproof room I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, even though it's Monopoly money, like you know, like yellow and pink and blue, still just going like flip, 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 flip yeah. like throwing down the money for your drivers and the bribes. It is,
0: it is definitely the sensation fun. Sensation of having mm-hmm. money.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Kim, what do you think?
3: Um, I'd have to say it's a must play. Um, if you if you have your friends who aren't into that whole uh, wheeling and dealing and like just scumming people, it's not a game for you. Like if you don't like, like a front arrow, like if you don't like taking back deals or making threats to people, um, I would stay away from this game. But if you like that aspect, like nothing personal, I think this would be a good game for you. And plus it, it deals with uh, alcohol, so <laughs> <laughs> just like brew crafters.
1: Yeah, we, we were saying we want to, when Brewcrafters comes out, we want to have a launch party with Brewcrafters <laughs> and bootleggers. Double feature. Yeah, I like the way that sounds.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, need Rum Runners now. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. That and nothing personal. I just yeah, got it you go. <laughs> <come. laughs> Debauchery. The HBO special. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it your rating. The I want, don't want to buy it, but someone in your group should oh, have it. Gotta have it. So it's definitely a play. Uh, I'm not going to buy it just because I don't have people I'd play with other than you guys. But um, I wouldn't bring this out for my mother-in-law and my (laughs) wife. But but it's kind of cool, though, because nothing personal is hardcore. Like, you need to have a good group of people. You're really going to hit each other hard constantly the entire game for three hours. (laughs) So you better like each other a lot. This game, you know, an hour, hour and a half it's not even quite as confrontational you don't have to be that scummy if you don't want to yeah. um, the game I played wasn't really that bad there was a few moments like that and then they diffused quickly because it was like I'll give you some money if you don't do that, problem solved um, but it's still fun Like you don't have yeah, you don't have to hit each other and over the head every single turn, not every single move you make has people coming against you like in nothing personal yeah. every influence token you put down someone's like I'll pay you not to do that <laughs> um, <laughs> which is cool, but and it, it makes for a great thematic game. That's a fantastic game, but this is it runs faster, it plays smoother. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't buy it for that reason. But I definitely want to play it again.
2: Yeah. Oh, this game is almost feels a little closer to being actually a party game. Like it could almost tip that way if if you had gamers, like because it just plays so light. It has so much randomness to it. It has chance when the cards come out. It's almost party. It's almost party game like, and I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way, but yeah, no, I, it almost I, has
0: like a light like let's
2: play bootleggers and just kind of like yeah, totally, could, it's definitely lighter. You yeah. could kind of have
0: a beer and play this game, but like nothing personal. I don't wouldn't get oh, after that game. You have to actually think about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, somebody would catch a
0: broken bottle in
1: the neck. Yeah, it would, would not be
0: good. This would be fun. This would be a fun game to play like that.
1: I'm actually thinking the next time we do our beer and board games. I mean, we played masquerade, masquerade. was a that. little yeah. We should <laughs> definitely be doing some bootleggers. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, come on, man, don't do this. Whatever, man, i do okay. Just, just, I'm doing it. Whatever. <laughs>
3: I wonder if we'll be able to break the game like we did, uh, Masquerade. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going here. I make thirty thousand. Well, I'm going here. I make thirty thousand. All right.
0: <laughs> Who wins? Everybody. <laughs> well, that wasn't very much fun. Yeah.
3: What? What is my color again? <laughs>
0: that was
3: amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, I mean. This game is great. Obviously, Dan's got a new favorite game.
1: It, it, is, it is on par with Lords of Waterdeep. Whoa! I whoa! I love it that much. No, like, no. I'm smiling just talking oh, no, about the game. No, no. That's off the charts. No man. Like no. this is what gets me through a bad day at work. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna put like some like a load of those trucks and I'm gonna threaten everybody. It's gonna be amazing. Are you
0: sit at <laughs> home with your trucks being vroom vroom vroom. <laughs> Come over and play with my son. He does that all day.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Start threatening your son. <laughs>
0: Um, I got it online. I think it was only like
1: 37 online, so it's probably about 50 as a regular retail. The expansion I picked up local at uh, 22. And it was totally worth every penny.
2: Hey, Jack, maybe you don't move your trucks over there. <laughs> maybe you let me play with your maybe trucks. Maybe Thomas
1: the Tank Engine brings this into town without anyone knowing if you like.
0: <laughs> Yeah, the, the retail, the MSRP is 65. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, and then uh, Miniature Market has 42. Oh, all right, yeah. So. so but yeah expansion's cheap it's like 20 bucks
1: yeah and I mean that expansion you may not get it doesn't look like much when you open that box actually it looks like nothing when you open that box but it's pretty cool they have the overlays the casinos new acts new cards I mean it's a game that you definitely have no problems adding on to
0: yeah alright so that is our review of bootleggers while it's still in print get out there and grab a copy
1: yeah, go everywhere you got to go to get one of these. Check your local game store, Mini, Toronto, anywhere you can. It
0: is on yeah. stock. It is in stock online right now. So, oh, that's cool. Just like, take and I action. I think this
1: is actually like the third restock on that too. Wow. That has been blowing out a few times cuz I went to order one actually for a friend of mine. He wanted to get it after hearing about it. It was out of stock the second time through.
0: Yeah, well, after you bought it, it went out of stock the next day. Yeah. I
1: got the one of the last like five copies. Yeah, I think I it, was sweating too. I was like, I was like, oh man, please tell me to type that credit card right.
0: <laughs> I think we were prepping for the last podcast, and I was like, oh hey, bootleggers is finally in stock. You're like, duh, 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 duh,
1: duh. yeah, like I think like I kicked like you know Chris or something, I'm getting up those stairs. I'm like, be right back. Dan, we got to record now. I'm busy.
2: <laughs> Dan think you have a problem. Oh, it's (laughs) so good. I think those little crates, (laughs) are you drinking them when you play the game?
1: The the best thing in the world is like we were saying before, like I still got City of Iron and Terra Mystica. I didn't even take them out of their plastic yet. And I don't know if I'm going to before the end of the year, because this game is just so much fun. It's only, like, I'm just beans to play it again.
0: This is the board gamer's dilemma. <laughs> these games, you want to play them a lot. They take a long time. You can only play one or two a night, and you end up with, like, 50 of them because you're still going to buy more.
1: Well, like, what's great, like, my favorite part, though, is it's just fun. So, like, I, I you know, like, work is getting a little longer around the holidays. You know, you rush around. You got to go here and meet these people. You got to pick up the gifts for these people. You're going to make plans this weekend because you got to go meet with these friends in town. It's just fun. Like, you know, you're not overthinking anything. You know, you're not putting pressure on yourself to hit a certain goal. You're just having a blast playing it, and that's my favorite part. And you can vent a little steam, too. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) that's a really good part.
1: (laughs) Hey, Anthony, I'm killing you guys in this bar. Why? I said I'm killing (laughs)
0: them. All right. Fair enough. I don't need those guys.
1: Put two more there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, so that's everything we got this week. Um, As usual... Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Join our guild on BoardGameGeek. Get on the website. Comment. Share. Get on iTunes. Rate the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. It's we work Christmas hard for rush. you.
1: <laughs> Look for us on Vines, even though you'll never find us there. Look at our Amager account if you don't have one of those, too.
0: <laughs> I can create it. It'll be empty. That's. <laughs> but, yeah, no, just... Get out there, interact, and, it, you know, check out the holiday gift guide because there's a lot of great stuff in there if you're still looking for gifts. Got a couple weeks still until Christmas. Tons of great ideas in there for all types of board gamers.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can even hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. If you want to pick up something for a friend, if you know what their favorite game is, we can help you find something that's along that same vein with a couple of different twists. Help them pick up, like, a new favorite hit. Hey, man, I you know, I thought I was going to like bootleggers. This was my top choice. This is a, a perfect thing for me. You know, you might help them find their new bootleggers.
0: Yeah, pretend that's on the list now. Every list. Bootleggers. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is everything for this week. This is Anthony. This is Kim. This is Chris. This is Dan.
1: And George.
2: Until next time, we'll save you a seat at the table.
1: Bootleggers now. Are you ready? Lords of War team. No. Lords. Set it up on the iPad it around as we're playing. Yeah! Gaming. Double gaming! That'll be awesome. <laughs> we tried two tables awesome. and that was a disaster. I remember <laughs> we tried two tables. We <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: did.
1: Oh god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whose turn is it now?
3: I was
0: like, to give me 10 grand and I won't make you buy, uh... Yeah, I won't pick I'll up I'll the fighter's gear. Me... I won't give you a
3: mandatory quest.
0: <laughs> Meta-gamer. Meta-gamer. Metagamer. If you 40. give me 10 grand in bootleggers, <laughs> I won't move to this space <laughs> Lords of Waterdeep. I'll give you the purple cube off of my entry card if you let me put two influence in that space. <laughs> the big crates from bootleggers on the board are like, wait a second, this is the wrong cubes. <laughs> Do it. Do it now.
4: Oh, my God. That would be hard Can you imagine, it? you know, playing a cooperative game at, with this? Yeah. Like, at the same time?
0: Rune Wars.
4: Like banging on people?
1: Rune Leggers. Rune Leggers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rum running across the borders of Rune
1: Wars. <laughs> Look, man, I got three dragon runes for sale. Like I got them
2: quick.
4: I got dragons on.